What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Rainy Champion Podcast. This is episode five now that we're jumping into. I hope you all have been keeping up with the pod, the episodes. I'm sorry. Um, if you haven't, you can still run them episodes back. There's four other episodes um, that you can still listen to and listen to this one today as well when you get a chance. All right. So now I have a new guest on here with me today that I'm excited to introduce to you all. This is cousin, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm excited to have her with me. We're going to have a good time and a good conversation. Uh, This is Minister. Minister Carmen Reed, ain't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. LeBert, you're my cousin. You do not have to say minister. <laughs> my sorry. parents named me Carmen. They did not name me minister nobody. So if anybody asks you my name, my name is Carmen. It's Carmen. Carmen. We're going to go Carmen <laughs> today, you guys. But it's, it's, I just can't wait to introduce y'all to her. Okay. So she got a lot of personalities, good personalities. Carmen is funny too. So just be prepared to laugh in this podcast, <laughs> too. All right. So, Carmen, you can come on and just introduce yourself to the people. Okay, okay. Um, well, like LaBert said, I it's crazy <laughs> calling you LaBert because to me, you're Uncle Bert. So, y'all, yes. Uncle Bert is uh my roommate, best friends, uh husband. Yeah. Beyonce, when yeah, it is yeah, coming, yeah. come on, God. July um, 3rd. So yeah. Come on. <laughs> come on, big God. All right. So let me, not cut up. let me be civilized. Okay, so yeah. Uncle Bert um, is my, one of my best friends, uh, fiance. And mm. so through that, um, everybody loves Uncle Bert, right? So he's kind of just been like, uh, <laughs> I call him my uh-huh. cousin because we are kindred spirits. <laughs> Um, and just a brother yeah. in Christ all together. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how I'm connected to Uncle Bert. But a little bit about me. I am 25 years old. I'm a preacher, a worship leader. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pretty much all about me. But the main thing is I love God and I love God's people. Um, yeah. And I have a heart for God's people. And so that's my mission and my story. I don't know the story. <laughs> you know? That's what I, that's my sole purpose in life is to to love on God and to encourage and love on God's people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she do she do it through her voice, God. The woman can sing, okay? <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make her lead worship tonight though. Bless um. God. Bless God. <laughs> Mama is off. Mama is off. <laughs> so I'll give a break tonight. We're gonna let Lisa her talk to us tonight. But before we jump into the conversation, you know, I always want to start it off with simply just a breakdown of Remaining Champion. What is Remaining Champion? And if you haven't peeped, go peep the new logo on the Remaining Champion Instagram page with the breakdown of Remaining Champion. Uh, shout out to KB, my brother, my brother-in-law now, haha, um, <laughs> for, <laughs> for doing that for me. Sorry, y'all. You're you going to hear the fiance the thing come a lot because it's only been like a month now. Not even a month, so. But we we here now, so amen. <laughs> we here, <laughs> so remaining champion. What does remain mean? Remain means to stay. Uh, I want you to live there. It is permanent. Don't move. What is mm-hmm. a a? I'm talking to you. A is an article, but it refers to a person. So I'm talking to you. Uh, what is a champion? Someone who endures, who overcomes. You are destined to win regardless. There are going to be seasons where you may not feel like a champion. 
but you're in the game and you feel like you're losing. You're in the game and you feel like you're giving your all and it's still not enough. Then there are seasons where you do feel like you're winning, but no matter what season you're in, just keeping in mind that you are destined, you are built to endure, to overcome because God has called you to win um, in the purpose that he has crafted solely for you. All right. So that's remaining champion for you guys right there. And now let's jump into this conversation. So, Karn. Yeah. What is it that you had to remain a champion through or that you are remaining a champion through right now? Whew, how long we got? Um, so, <laughs> Take your time. <laughs> so I would say something that I've had to remain a champion through. Um, <clears throat> very early on in my life, I experienced a lot of tragedy. Um, mm-hmm. So I had the death of my grandmother uh, when I was six years old. My grandmother was my whole heart. Um, mm-hmm. And I was there when she passed away. Um, she mm-hmm passed away in her sleep and it was so crazy that out of all of my out of my two sisters and my cousin I was the Mm. one who was in the bed with her as she actually transitioned and then nine Mm. months after my grandmother transitioned uh, my sister was in a car accident I was in a car accident with her uh, in the backseat with her um, as she transitioned and Mm. I think throughout my life those moments the deaths of my grandmother and my sister have kind of been like uh, the pillars of my life because through those mm-hmm. seasons um, I learned who God was for me and I also mm-hmm. discovered my purpose at seven years old right and wow. so um, through those things God showed me uh, showed himself to be a comforter for me um, mm-hmm. and I also learned that my life's mission was to comfort and encourage people above all mm-hmm. else now the way that I do it of course is through singing and preaching but mm-hmm. above all, I am called to encourage and help people. Um, and so that's what I learned through those seasons. And God has also shown me, um, I guess, as it relates to how to remain a champion is how to lean on him in those moments. Um, wow. There was nobody or no one who could really understand what I was going through as at that age. Um, yeah, you yeah. have family and they're in the thick of grief with you, but Nobody really knows your relationship that you have with a person when they transition. Um, mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you, you know, just you and God. And so God yeah. has always been faithful. Oh, my God. God has been forever faithful to me um, and just always kind of helped me to transition through the seasons of life without those mm-hmm. loved ones. Um, God has always been faithful and helping me to kind of cope with knowing that each of my life's like big moments, like birthdays, holidays, graduations, all of those things are always bittersweet for me because they aren't here with me. They can sometimes Mm -hmm. get depressing for me, but God Mm -hmm. has like always, I guess gave me like a sense of comfort or his presence has always been near me to know like you can get through this. Like you can endure these tough seasons without these loved ones. And even though I, um, I don't like to say that I lost them because when you lose something, you don't know where they are. I know exactly where mm-hmm. my mother, I mean, my grandmother and my sister are. Um, yeah. But when they transitioned, even though I was seven years old, that kind of just really stuck with me throughout my life. And even now as a 25 year old, I can have like really low moments and depressive episodes um, because mm-hmm. I just, that's just the nature of the beast of this thing called grief. Right. And yeah. so uh, God has just honestly just 
always been there with me to push me through those moments to say, Hey, I've brought you this far. I can bring you even farther. Like, um, yeah. if I brought you, you know, throughout high school, then of course I can bring you through Spelman. If I got you through Spelman, of course I can bring you through Emory. And even yeah. now beyond this space, like I'm going to get you through this. Yeah. I know you've lost, you know, some loved ones, but I'm going to get you through this. I know yeah. things are difficult for you, but I'm going to get you through this. And I think God has always reminded me that it's in his nature to care about me. It's in his nature to love on me. It's in God's nature to just see about me so that I can mm -hmm. remain a champion, right? So that I can get through right. those uh, tough moments. So yeah, whew, that was a mouthful, but yeah, that was, <laughs> I think that's one of the things that God has kind of like helped me to remain a champion through. Okay. So I, I like that you said, um, when you mentioned earlier, you was like, uh, you had to lean on him. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy because I, I mentioned something in Remaining Champion about that uh, this week in the messages that I send out. And I was like, uh, be careful of making earthly things your God. And, uh, and sometimes, you know, so, and it's, sometimes it's intentional, sometimes it's not. But you just know, like, like grief is one of those things, like, you can begin to lean into your grief more than you lean into God. It's familiar. You, whether you're okay with it or not, because it's familiar, there's a comfortability there. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, how have you, like, positioned yourself, like, you know, to lean on God more than leaning more on your grief or leaning more on your fears? Like, make, making sure, like, essentially in this case, like, making sure your emotions don't become your God. They don't become your Oof. guidance, your protection. Yeah. Child cheese. I, <laughs> I, still, <laughs> I still have to work through that because... <laughs> You know, and my mommy says this all the time, like, mm -hmm. if if I wanted to, I could sit down in my bed and cry all day long and be sad. Yeah. But why would I do that when God has been too awesome? God has mm -hmm. been too good and too faithful. Yes, you know, I've had a lot of tragic moments, but I mm -hmm. have to step back and think, look where I am now and look where I could be. Like, God yeah. has just been... Well, I keep saying it, but God has truly been like big time faithful to me. Um, mm. And so that kind of helps me to not make grief my idol. Um, and even through mm. therapy, uh, my therapist, shout out to her. Um, yeah. She has been saying, you know, um, make sure I learn how to manage my grief so that I don't become a grieving wife or a grieving mama yeah. or be a grieving daughter or a grieving sister or a grieving friend, a grieving roommate, right? I have to make sure yeah. that I'm not leaning so heavily on that or <clears throat> um, kind of making grief my idol and making sure that I keep the main thing the main thing. Because yeah. the, the gag is, all of us are natural worshipers, right? So God wired yeah. us that way. God made us to be worshipers. But when our focus starts to shift from God and not worshiping God, we can start to worship other things. So sometimes we can mm. get so stuck in grief and so stuck in our sad moments that we can start to worship grief and start to wallow in that thing. Um, yeah. So I always have to make sure my focus is on God, like, mm. and not the problem. Like I always have to remember the promise, the purpose and not the problem. Yeah. So that's in a nutshell, how I make sure like I don't make grief my idol. Yeah. Okay. And for it, so you said the promise, the purpose, and not the problem. 
when you when you're mentioning those things, right? So plenty of course there's plenty of promises in the Bible that God's given us. And I definitely like I'm quick to hit a never leave nor forsake me, especially when you know you're going through the low moments because that's definitely like a okay, hold up. You're not on your own. Remember that. Like he said, never leave nor forsake you. But as far as like promises as well, are you going strictly off the promises that God made in Bible, or are there specific promises that you you know for a fact that God has told you to that specifically for your purpose that you lean on as well? Uh, I would say both. Um, okay. I think this year one of the promises, uh, um, <clears throat> as I was talking, you know, in my quiet time with God, like God, what is it that you would mm-hmm. have me to do this year? You know, everybody, we all had that little conversation with God, right? And so one of the things that God said very clearly to me was that you're covered. You're Mm. covered. And I was like, well, thank you, big God. But, you know, like, can you give me, you know, a little extra with it? You know, give me something with that. You know, what does that mean? Like, I'm covered. And God simply responded, you've always been covered and you'll always be covered. And so Mm. um, to me, I guess God just left that up to my interpretation, you know, um, I've, <laughs> meaning that I've always had what I needed when I needed it and how I needed it, which means yeah. forever. I always have what I need when I need it and how I need it, um, which is. Yeah, because they don't know about Silver Star Uber. Uh, listen, listen. You ain't ready for that testimony, right? I need to buy that joint up and sell that because. <laughs> Oh my God! Okay, let me let me let the viewers know, y'all. What Lavert is referring to is I um, had a deep fear of driving, and so for the longest time, uh, I did not drive uh, due to the accident I was with um, in a car accident with my sister. I just always had like this big fear of driving, um, and so all throughout high school, I was I mean like definitely like afraid of driving like I would get behind the wheel of a car and literally have an anxiety attack or panic because I just could not move the car all throughout college I had my friends we would go to NAUC we'll go you know they'll Uber me or they'll drive me to Parsons or wherever I needed to be (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know and then my seminary thank God for the friends in my life uh, like mm-hmm. like LaBert's fiance, uh, Jill would take me where I needed to be. Uh, one of my yeah. closest friends, Krista, would take me to where I needed to be. Um, if you had the last name Lee, you've probably driven me somewhere, <laughs> which is <laughs> which is LaBert's family, his in laws. LaBert um, has literally gotten um, either Krista's car or Jill's car or his car and picked me up yeah. on a Sunday morning so I could get to church. Um, I've had yeah. one of my closest friends, uh, Sydney, <laughs> shout out to Sydney. <laughs> Sydney literally would get in her car, pick me up, take me to church, uh, for every rehearsal, every Sunday service. <laughs> we would honestly just be chilling and she would come pick me up. Like I've had like amazing friends to just fill in the gap for me. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I did not drive and I just got comfortable with that. But last year, God allowed me to get my license and to get a car Mm -hmm. and so that I didn't have to keep my Uber status as a Silver Star member. (laughs) Um, And what's so crazy is that I actually, the thing about Uber is like, if you don't use it, 
up to like a certain point. Like they'll like they'll deduct your dog on status. That's like a platinum member or whatever. And so I'm like, the ghetto. And so I saw that like when they gave me like the reminder, like, hey, if you don't get this many points, like you'll uh, lose your status or whatever. But in that moment, I began to praise God because it reminded me that I did not mm-hmm. have to Uber everywhere that I went. That fear no longer was controlling mm-hmm. my life. That I was able to get behind the will of a car that God blessed me with, have my own doggone license, mm-hmm. and take myself somewhere. Um, so that was yeah. that's a testimony in itself that I can <laughs> that I actually drive now. And I think for the longest time, I think driving for me, not only am I physically driving, but I think driving now um, is also like a metaphor for me that I'm not allowing mm-hmm. fear to drive me around um, and that yeah. I don't I don't have the trust in strangers to take me somewhere, but I trust God enough that he can safely yeah. get me to where I need to be uh, <laughs> behind the wheel of a car that he allowed me to get. I'll be doggone. Y'all, I drive. Come on, big God. But yeah, that's that. That's that. <laughs> no literally <laughs> it's crazy to say that because definitely mine wasn't as bad but I, I had that fear with Atlanta in general just oof driving in Atlanta what bullies let me there. tell you, you something people uh, in Atlanta they'll rather <laughs> let you die than let you get over let me turn to these folks store I mean really Literally, or let you sit in the uh the intersection. Like, please let me reverse this car please so I can. Move I be back. having to like, tell the saints. I got this license five minutes ago, and I got the car two minutes ago. If you don't let me over, it's either me or you. It's either me or you, and I'm gonna choose me. <laughs> but yeah, thank you, God, for the car. Hey, man, God. <laughs> so. <laughs> Another point is to your point, how have you, like you said, that, that tragedy led you into your purpose of being able to comfort and encourage people as well? Kind of like you probably did for somebody in that moment, even just telling that simple <laughs> testimony. Uh, <laughs> how have you seen, even though I know, like, I'm sure nobody will want if the story had to be written yeah. our way, we wouldn't want it written the way that it was written, right? But we know the benefits and the, um, the benefits that it's had on our lives and those around us when it comes to, like you said, pushing you into your purpose and learning just what your purpose is. So how have you seen that uh, in your personal life and then in your interactions with others that come to fruition? Mm. Like how have I comforted and encouraged people? Yeah, like how how have you been able to operate in that in that purpose that you said you discovered out of those tragedies? Mm-hmm. I I would take the easy way out and say, well, I sing in church and <clears throat> and preach or whatever, <laughs> but I think God is God is so big and has been so big in my life that. I think beyond those big moments like singing and preaching, I think God has allowed me to just uh, like in those small moments when I would be in the Uber with someone and God would lay on my heart for mm. me to pray for someone uh, for my Uber driver mm. or I would get in the Uber and someone would like just spill their life out to me. 
um, mm. and know that it wasn't going to go past that, you know, that conversation with them in that car. Um, and just pray for them. Right. <laughs> it's so crazy. One time, God told me to tell somebody uh, that they were uh, one of his favorites. <laughs> I said, that's crazy. I said, God, that is weird for me to tell somebody. Uh, but when I did, when I wow. did actually like, you know, surrendered and did what God told me to do, the person literally wept in the mm -hmm. car and said, thank you because I needed to wow. hear that. Because I thought I was disconnected from God and I thought God couldn't hear me anymore. And so it was moments like that where I'm like, you know, all that I have gone through it was it wasn't in vain, right? God had a purpose for the pain that I've endured. God had, you know, a purpose for my life. And so I try not to take those moments for granted because for anybody else, mm -hmm. it could be just a random person in the Uber, you know, just get me to my destination right. without killing me, right? But it's <laughs> it's bigger than that because God <laughs> can come in in any space and you know, you, we can be used by God at, at any moment to get, you know, God's word or God's message across to the next person. Uh, so those are moments like that where mm -hmm. I recognize what God has, like, used my, uh, like, my uh, calling or whatever of comforting and helping people in that moment. And then there have been moments where <clears throat> I could, you know, just be sitting in a room and someone just sits by mm -hmm. me and... <laughs> You know, I'm a nut. So I just laugh with them or tell them a joke or whatever. And I don't meet a stranger. So, you know, I, you know, tell them a joke or laugh with them or whatever. And they'll say, I'm so glad I said about you because I needed that today. Or my life has been so mm -hmm. out of control and I just needed, you know, whatever kind of warmth you had, you know, from your smile or your comfort yeah. or whatever. And that's not to make me sound big or awesome because I'm just Carmen, but it goes to show how yeah. big and mighty God is that God can use moments like that to comfort his people, right? And it's also yeah. reminded to us that the same way that God used me to get through somebody else to comfort them, God can use somebody else to comfort me in the moments that I need it. And yeah. so that's yeah. just always, I guess, little moments like that have always reminded me of my purpose and my calling. Aside from singing or preaching and things like that mm -hmm. it's, it's the uber story made me think about something my mother always poses a question to me and you can you know answer it too if you want uh she always says um they're saying that she saw somewhere just somebody's uh you know breakthrough is is locked up in like your obedience or Absolutely. your testimony and, and so, like, you saying in the Uber car, like, God, you want me to say what? <laughs> and you could have, <laughs> like, you could have easily been like, mm, I'm going to be quiet. And we don't know, you know, what what could have happened for that person. But the fact that you were, you know, obedient in that moment and said it, and that person, that relief that that person got, like, have you seen that in other ways? Or how do you just feel about that statement as far as, like, somebody's, Somebody's breakthrough is locked up in our obedience and our, us sharing our testimony. That's so true. That's so true. Um, <clears throat> I think it reminds me, of course, and I ain't trying to get preachy or nothing, but of course, <laughs> Esther, <laughs> you Go know, in. Esther in her time, <laughs> you know, she yeah. was obedient to her purpose, which allowed her people to be free, right? 
um, for such a time mm. as this. Come on, Esther, four, 14. And so yeah. <laughs> I think when I think about how it's important for us to remain obedient to whatever God has for us to do, mm-hmm. because we don't know the blessings that are behind that or the breakthroughs that are behind that. And I often like think, and I ask God, like, <clears throat> did, you know, all those times that I did have to Uber or whatever, was it, you know, strictly so mm-hmm. I could come into contact with people to pray for them or every time that I, you know, didn't feel like singing, but somebody said, Hey, can you sing a song right quick? <clears throat> And people would come up to me and say, you know, I really needed that or that really helped me or at times mm-hmm. where I didn't feel like preaching or I didn't feel like doing a Bible study. And then you get the reports later and people saying like, you know, I was about to commit suicide, but I did it because of one thing that you said. Yeah. So I think it's, it is really important for us to remain obedient and to remain faithful to the assignments that <clears throat> God places in our hands, because. Yeah. Think about it. Where would we be had somebody dropped the ball? <laughs> you know, had somebody not came through for us or prayed for us or had somebody not preached the one word that we needed or had somebody not sang one song that we needed, we could be off right. somewhere because they if, had they not been obedient, mm-hmm. I couldn't be set up for my own blessings and breakthroughs, right? So people, right. um, I forgot who I got this from, but I think people said all the time, like, uh, people are waiting on your yes or they're they're dependent on your yes. That to me is so yeah. true because lives are at stake, <laughs> you know? And if we say that yeah. we're to be the hands Legit. and the feet of our savior, then we have to do what God tells us to do. Even if that means that we don't want to do it sometimes, right? We just have to trust God yeah. enough to that God will give us the strength, the courage, and the wisdom and the know-how to do these things that God has called, called for us mm-hmm. to do. So I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, nah, I definitely agree with that. And I, I agree with it even more because when you think about it, that's like our whole group yeah. friend dynamic for all of us that was in that cabin. Oh, God, yeah. Like, all of us, like, we're definitely changing, like, the narrative mm-hmm. of our families and just, like, the next generation to come after us. And, like, literally, it's changing because we had to say a yes. <laughs> now, what we didn't know is what was <laughs> what was on the other side of that yes. Uh, and I think, and I say that because everybody yes looks yeah, different, so true. or it doesn't. It doesn't look like what we expected in our head, right? So we think, oh, I said yes, move <laughs> settling. We in there, like, and it's like, yeah, you in there, but you know, you got to you got to merge two eighty five traffic, <laughs> five o'clock, straight I, in geez, in the thick right. of it. <laughs> like all the way to the far right, but you all the way in the left hand lane. Like you got this though, because you know what I told you. All you got to do is say yes. I'm gonna make sure you get to that far yeah. right. And it's like, wait, huh? Nah. <laughs> now how you want me? <laughs> like how do you want I, me I to do this? I say all the time when I <laughs> um. When I graduated from Spelman, I really thought that I was going to go into somebody's classroom and teach. Like, my plan. <laughs> Certified and all. I positions lined up. <laughs> I interviewed for these four schools and said that I wanted to be there. You know, like I had, and my, that was my plan, right? I had this lined up for me. And then God said, no, you're going to go to seminary Ooh. now. And I didn't know that my, my. my yes to God 
would sometimes feel like a hell no. I don't know if I can say it on here, but sometimes it would feel like that. My yes to God <laughs> would feel like that sometimes because it's hard. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, today is what? Thursday. Yeah. Today feels like a yes, but tomorrow may feel like yeah. a no. <laughs> because yeah, <laughs> I didn't the truth. know that in my saying yes to my preaching, you know, the call of my life, that yes also meant yes to school, yes to some friends walking yeah. away, yes to some family members not understanding mm-hmm. you going back to school when you should have gotten a full-time position at a job. That yes also meant mm-hmm. no to some other things that I wanted to do in my time. So a yes to God can mean a yeah. no in multiple fashions, right? So that that yes, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't mean to cuss on your podcast, but you know me. So, you know, yes <laughs> can sometimes feel like absolutely no. Like that's not what I want right now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's because to to the point you're making, like the plans we we crafted <laughs> in our head. Okay. <laughs> this how it's gonna look. Like I tell people all the time, they they laugh because I probably say it in a funny way, but they I think they be taking it as a joke. And I just I don't think they know how serious I was. Like at 17, <laughs> Carmen, 17, and I'm saying it because <laughs> some people the people understand real. at 17, I don't know why, but I was like, Yeah, mom, oh, somebody gonna do me go to school. I said, Okay, so when I go to school, you know, I'm gonna major mm-hmm. in nursing, I'm gonna be a nurse, right? But then I'm gonna be a travel nurse, making money for a couple of years. Then I'm gonna go back to school, and then uh, and I'm gonna you know go to veterinary school and stuff like that, and I'm gonna come to this veterinary <laughs> medicine doctor. Then after a couple of years, when I get tired of that as well, I'm just getting my teaching certification. I'm gonna go back and teach. And they was like, huh? And I would say it with the straightest face, like 17. I'm a whole junior high school. Like now that I look back and it's like, bro, that's really crazy. Like. <laughs> especially now that I know like the amount of time and work you put into college in general like but in my right, head it right. was completely logical all of our plans just perfect and seamless right the plans that we devise and come up with ourselves like they're always just seamless and perfect but literally God's will be done because I ain't doing nothing close to what I thought <laughs> I was going to be doing no man I clearly ain't in nobody veterinary program I ain't traveling <laughs> no nursing right now and then what it ultimately came down to it was like oh okay I'm supposed to be in the, I, I really want to teach because that's what it was circling back to so I was like okay yeah, I'm going to teach some kids at first I was strictly against teaching kids uh, and here I am teaching kids but you also have to be careful of like to your point that you was making like some people don't understand and so I know there were a lot of people like you're going to go to seminary you're going to be a preacher and I was like you know in my conversations with me and God and you know, he ain't said none of that to me, but mm-hmm. I hear you. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. And I and I looked at the seminaries. I was like, okay, maybe, maybe people are seeing something I don't see. So I, I did look at seminary school and stuff like that. But then I prayed on it and God was like, nah, you moved to New Orleans. <laughs> like New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, okay, I thought I was here for just an internship. I loved it and stuff, but New Orleans by myself. <laughs> no family, no friends. I even tried to get one of my friends from Morehouse to come. And he was like, wow. nah, I'm staying in Atlanta. <laughs> oh, okay, God. <laughs> All right, God. <laughs> so what I'm supposed to do down here? And it's 
to your points, like when you say yes, it feels like a whole bunch of other no's. Because then it was like, at one point I was looking at applying to like the Fulbright mm-hmm. uh, college program. I had found an amazing one in South Africa working with education. Right. I was like, oh, that would be lit. You go out in the they country for you. a year. <laughs> you know they're going to pay me. I've seen right, the world right, right. for free at the same time. Like, And it was just like, um, nah, doc. <laughs> nah, doc. That's not. That's not. How did, so how, how did you adjust to that? Like, what was that like for you? How did you adjust to that? All right. This this was not <laughs> what I had foresaw for myself. Like, how did you adjust to that that feeling that that season? Because I'm sure it was an adjustment season as well. Just making yeah. that transition and adjusting to the different opinions, even your own opinion that you probably had in your head. Like, this don't make a lick of sense. Like, the thing is, <laughs> so I think what got me through was. Even though I was clueless as to what I was doing, I was like, well, God, you got me in seminary now. Like, you got me here, so you got to keep me here, right? <laughs> what I didn't know was how yeah. God was working things out in my favor. Because I, mm. there's no way in the world that I could have foresaw <laughs> uh, him putting people like Jill and Krista in my path so that they could help me get through this yeah. seminary journey. Listen, I would fuss at them and cuss at them all day long, mm-hmm. but them two, them are ones, right? <laughs> but I could, I, I, there's no way in the world that I could see how God was planning them in my life to help me through, to help me through this season. Yeah. God um, allowed me to uh, join, you know, churches that have been so instrumental and influential in this season of my life, and have uh, fostered a yeah. new level of like worship leader in me and. Um, help to like guide me and mold me for ministry b- far beyond this season. There's no way in the world that I could have seen all of those things, the opportunities that God has placed in my lap to, you know, uh, indulge in and all the places that God has allowed me to be in and the spaces and the people that I've gotten to, you know, be around. Is I couldn't have I couldn't have seen yeah. that. And I think that's that's how God has like really helped me to get through this season. Because God has really placed some mm. amazing people in my path. God has allowed me to be in certain spaces mm-hmm. and to be around certain people. And it's just, honestly, it blows my mind. Because there's no way in the world that I could have, like, mm. senior year, Carmen, as filming, coming into this, I, I could have <laughs> seen this. And that's how I know God is bigger than what I know and better yeah. than what I know. Because I, there's no way in the world mm. I could have gotten through this season without the many blessings that he's given me, the moments where even if they weren't the best moments, he still have brought me through them, right? Like, there are just so many things that, yeah. oh, my God, God has just <clears throat> literally blown my mind in these, you know, in these three short years mm. of seminary. Now, it's been hard now. Now, listen, honey. Yeah. Trouble in my way, honey. I had to cross the path, honey. Let it wake at night. But that's all right, okay? Because God has been faithful. God has been faithful. He really has. Yeah. I'm telling you. Amen. Amen. So what have been... What have been some of your tools or ways that you have been remaining a champion through all of this then from, from finding your purpose at that young age like that, but the way 
you discovered it to the transitions throughout life and dealing with that. I know you mentioned like uh, managing the grief and I know you mentioned like also, um, I know you mentioned a counselor, uh, you going to counseling, like those are some of the ways um, that you remain a champion or are there other ways too that has helped you to just like, all right, even on, like you said, even on your, nah, it's a no yeah. today. <laughs> but it was like it's a no in my in my in my mind, but I'm gonna yeah. do it. I'm gonna do what it says, right? Uh, what have been those ways of helping you to still press um, into that? Yes, I think yes, counseling, yes, therapy. Um, I think also okay. safeguarding my personal time with God. Um, that's so important because mm-hmm. there's <clears throat> no way that I could, you know, study. Um, go to church, preach, sing, do whatever, and I haven't had that mm-hmm. personal time with God. Uh, because when you go to pull on, you know, the yeah. gift and pull on that anointing, if you ain't got nothing to draw from, then there's nothing there. You can't pour from an empty mm-hmm. cup, right? So I think safeguarding that personal time right. with God, and also making sure that as a worship leader, making sure, like, I guess you know. The time that I am engaging in corporate worship with others and leading people into worship, make sure that that's not the only time that God mm-hmm. hears my voice. Um, making sure that God hears God. my personal time, right? And to making sure that I'm also quiet in moments yeah. and so that I can hear from God <clears throat> because there are some messages that God may give me to that God may give me to give to other people, but there are some messages that are just strictly for Carmen. And so I have to make sure that I know how to decipher that, Mm. but that can only happen when I spend um, and safeguard that personal time with God and making sure that, you know, I tune out the noise sometimes. I love me some quiet time and I love some alone time because (laughs) don't laugh. (laughs) (laughs) I do love my alone time. Y'all, LeBert is laughing because he know I will sit in my room and take a nap. I was thinking about in a heartbeat and know? lock that I'm door. Out the civil, civilization in a yeah. minute, but I'm gonna need that a long time, right? Because that social battery <laughs> is gonna die. And so <laughs> I say, I just say, yeah. like, I do love my alone time because there are just moments where I have to spend time with God and just to be in God's presence, um, to just to get recharged and, ref- and refueled and refreshed. Um, yeah. Yeah. How often are you doing that alone? It depends time? on the week. So okay. some weeks are busier <laughs> than <valid>. others. <laughs> so I have to make sure that I get when the weeks are busier, then I need to spend the most time with God. Uh, because if I have a whole lot to do, then I need a mm. whole lot of God time too and a whole lot of God talk um, in order to get through those busy moments. And then mm-hmm. there are some moments or some days where I get caught into the rush of the day and I don't take that time at the beginning of the day. Uh, to kind mm-hmm. of pray and, you know, set the tone for the day. So sometimes the day will get away from me and I'll mm-hmm. feel it. I'll be fussing all day, mm-hmm. um, cussing, especially on my Saturdays, you know. I use my Saturday words. Um, or, you know, <laughs> just not myself and not who uh, God has called me to be, right? Yeah. Um, so I have to make sure that I'm spending that time. Yeah. So. I make sure like if the if a day has gotten away from me to like always make sure at the end of the day, don't spend it on Instagram all night. Don't spend it on Facebook all night. Don't even spend it in a book all night. Yeah. But just pray and spend like 
worship time with God, even if it's turning on some worship music and just getting that out of my system, right? Or just um, taking a shower and washing yeah. the day off and talking to God about my day in the shower, right? Um, those are just a little bit of moments that I mm-hmm. um, take away and spend with God. And you've seen the impact of that alone absolutely in your relationship absolutely. with them. The rewards are great when you spend time with God because your vision mm-hmm. is just clearer. Your thoughts are clearer. Um, even mm-hmm. the long days aren't as long because you've spent that time with God. Didn't say that wouldn't be hard, but it's something about having God with you throughout the days and you mm-hmm. know it. Especially if you had like a, <clears throat> say a personal devotion and there's a scripture that stuck with you throughout that moment. Mm-hmm. Use it throughout, you know, the whole day. Like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah. Or I'll sometimes put my own name in and say, Karma can do all things. Karma can do it, right? So that kind of helps me throughout my day. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely feel you on that. I know for me, I uh, when it was, when it came time, like, all right, do I, <laughs> it's time to propose? Like, you yes, sure? Sir. Uh, like, uh, like it's time, and I was like, okay, because of course, because Jill and Shout I, out uh, to Gina, my, my roommate, you guys, you don't know. Uh, hey girl, <laughs> she gonna kill me. Right. <laughs> she gonna clown when she hear this message. But <laughs> I, uh, my big thing and Jill's big thing, going back to the point, like. Our our friend group, our dynamics, we're changing a lot yeah. of things for the next generation coming after us within our own in the family and within our families individually. So one thing me and Jill are big on is like yeah. we really want to break the divorce cycle. Um, so I was like, okay, if we talking about getting married, you know, I I definitely don't want it to be one of those things where like, okay, well we got to marry we got married because we've been together so long, or we got married because people said, you know. Oh, y'all should get married. Da da da. You know, mm-hmm. so I was like, I was like, let me fast, right? So fasted for forty days, and to the point you was making like it's it's so much clearer when you remove a lot of things when you when you set that time apart and um you remove those distractions and you really are intentional, um like you said right. to uh, with that alone time with God, um so I literally I did like uh I gave up like all me. Um, no TV, uh, no social media, I think right. it was. And then I was drinking only water. <laughs> now, I was hungry. <laughs> Sugar got a little low some days. <laughs> uh, but to Carmen's point, spending that a long time, it was so much clearer. And even before, Jill didn't know what I was fasting for, but I told her I was fasting. And one of the big things that I, she was like, how's it going? I was like, Yo, I it's it's going so good that I want to know how to keep the same clarity right. even when those things are added back to my life. Like, because to your point, like you do have to tell yourself not some nights like, okay, <laughs> I said I was gonna be on Instagram for five minutes. I'm two hours in now, and I just seen seen the same post three times. Clearly, I've been here too long. Like, I need to log off of this or. I said only one episode of TV. Yeah, and it's now, two o'clock. I didn't watch three movies. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's two o'clock, and I got to be up oh at God, seven to make it turn. To, so, like, what, what, <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> so, 
I definitely agree, y'all. Like a long time is so beneficial, and even if you can uh, find ways to, I don't know. Like now, I'm trying to okay. If I'm gonna be on there, let it be remaining champion later. So let me if the if I'm on there scrolling all day, let it be something encouraging to my spirit, or at least let my feed be encouraging. Uh, cause it's quick to fall in the rabbit hole of you know. Now what <laughs> is this on Instagram? You know, like what, what did happen here? She said what he did. Da da da. You fall into like all the drama and the minute stuff um, that don't really matter. Uh, really in a day instead of spending that long time. So if you feeling like that, I'm saying all that to say if you feeling like that, don't feel like you aren't alone. Like to Carmen's point and to the point now I'm making like we definitely both uh can still be like, oh, all right, I've been here a little too long. Let me let let me go spend that a long time uh, with God. I know mine is in the morning. So even though I have to be to work to 7.30, I get up at 4.45. Um, and I spend that a long time with God. So I, I do my devotional. Uh, I write in my prayer journal. And then uh, after that, mm-hmm. I sit just in quiet time and silence. Uh, we got for 30 minutes and may may say a little prayer asking wow. for some clarity on something may that's for encouragement or sometimes if, if it's been a good week for real i might just say, simply say uh, thank yeah, you like you know um, <laughs> thank you you know <laughs> might just say that and just sit there and sign just listen and prepare for the day and then of course yeah. type the remaining champion message up for the day um and then get my day started so Y'all don't it is the, the quiet time is where it's at for real. Um for you to recharge for for uh Carmen said recharge for you to you know hear clarity and also like some days the message yeah. is just for you, like it's what you've been praying on, what you've been trying to figure out, like um it's it's right there, it's just for you, and sometimes you don't even have to say nothing. Um, like I can, I can admit, uh, like I said, praying and praying on the, the engagement and stuff like that. And then I, I will never forget the night just mm. that finally gave her a hand to me in marriage. Um, still in the, uh, it was still within the 40 days or whatever. I think yeah. I was coming towards the end. I had like, like a week left or whatever, but I remember we were talking on the phone. We, it was a two-part conversation. <laughs> he was like, you keep praying. We'll reconvene. I was like, ah, okay. But <laughs> he came back. We talked through it, some more things, you know, just that that real conversation that needed to be had. And I just remember getting off the phone and literally going into my bathroom just wailing, sobbing. Um, and literally... It's just it was one of those moments where like right, you right. see the benefit of your yes. You see the benefit of like all the foolishness before the trials. Like you see the benefit <laughs> in my case of in my fast of being hungry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> of going without that TV. And I was just in the bathroom crying, just like and I just kept singing okay. the uh the song, thank you. Just in my life, be glorified, be glorified, like you get the glory, you get the honor, God. And like even to this day, like when I say that, every time mm-hmm. I think about like Jill and I get married, like Come literally, on, that's the song that immediately comes into my heart because yeah. literally, big God for real, like, and that's just 
that's Absolutely. for how far me and Jill has come as a couple and working with one another. But also the yeah. a lot of work that we've done as individuals as well too to make sure that we Absolutely. could come together as one couple too. Um, so having to address those traumas and like uh, past hurts and like having to walk into these different purposes and these different callings because uh, it was the same for both of us. Like somebody told yeah. people telling me I was going to seminary. <laughs> Jill was trying to go to law school. <laughs> Jill was trying to. Trying to be somebody judge. That's that's all she wanted to do. And and literally God flipped the both of us like, nah, you going to law school. And and literally gave Jill no choice, really. because uh, <laughs> they gave her a full ride. Now. It was like, so what's what your excuse now? Like, huh? <laughs> and what literally, what what are you gonna say to a full ride? <laughs> Literally, <laughs> literally, bro. And the same with me down here. They moved me down here. I got to my grad program. My my job was paying for my grad program my what? first year. So come it was on, like, come on, come on. What's your excuse? Like, <laughs> so God definitely is make going. It's always going to make that way. That alone time is crucial to Him. Um, and even when stuff may not register, like it may not hit you that morning, but. Lunchtime, it may like, ooh, this is where I needed it. Uh, this is what it was for. This is what you prepared uh, me for. So, definitely to all the phenomenal points Carmen has made, you guys tonight. Just spend the most important point that I think I want to take away is just one way of remaining champion is spending that alone time with God. Um, and you have to mm-hmm. do, you do, you are gonna have to be intentional about it. Um, it does. because it does. life happens for everybody um, school, family jobs uh, you name it, a whole mm. pandemic <laughs> hello Who shall? We in a whole, <laughs> a whole panoramic ain't, going ain't on outside nothing. I'm sure ain't nobody said nothing <laughs> you don't say <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> literally and you and I'm sure that shook up a, bo- a lot of us, especially with people who did not go to bedside about this before the pandemic hit. And it's like, you mean I gotta go to Child. I gotta go to bedside every Sunday now? Because there are some people who thrive every on Sunday like and still worship, like worship, right? And we, you know, and we in the black church, you know, so we hugging on folks, we loving on yep. people, and that's how we show and express love. And yeah. <laughs> You know, you gotta yes. high five your neighbor. Tell your weekend. neighbor. Where are we now? <laughs> at the house, okay? High five in our own cells. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> Literally high five your own self in the house. Looking at yourself crazy. Like, <laughs> it's just right. like, you know what? I'm just gonna go with it right now. This is what I need to make to this pandemic. And you just, to that point though, but you keep pushing till you get to the other side. So like, a lot of churches have adopted this virtual space and it was rough in the beginning, but now people are definitely pushing through and now it's, it, of course, it's not going to feel 100% the same as like being in person, but now this is just a new norm and people are now finding their their alone time and that adjustment in this pandemic. So uh, I just want to leave y'all with that. Carmen, is there anything mm-hmm. you want to we, add? Time is fussy. You know, we've been with... talking to the folks for about an hour now, but <laughs> jokes, 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 jokes. <laughs> but I just want to say thank you, Uncle Bert, for this opportunity. I'm honored <laughs> that you would even ask me to come and speak and say, you know, 
my little two cent. Um, because you could have called anybody. So the fact that you called your cousin, of course. I am honored, forever grateful. Mm-hmm. And of course, we're family forever. So I'm just love you, man. Love you, man. I, I could forever. cry. I could cry. But I ain't going to because the thug in me won't let me. So I'm going to just keep it to myself. But, you know. I told y'all, she's a clown. I family love you too, Corm, and I do want to say family forever, for real. And thank you for just coming on here and sharing that and being transparent on this call because you didn't have to do it. So thank you for accepting Absolutely. the call and just saying yes. You know? <laughs> so, you guys, we just want to leave y'all with that. The The biggest thing we want y'all to take away and remain in champion is spending that alone time with God, man. Take that time for yourself. Like Carmen said, even when you got to step away from somebody, like, okay, I'll be back. I need, let me go spend that time. You step away and do that for you because that's going to ultimately keep you connected to God and keep you on the path that he is forging specifically for you, right? So this is the remaining chapter podcast. I want to pray us out real quick before I let you all go. Heavenly Father, we first off want to simply start this prayer by saying thank you. Um, Thank you for another day, Lord. Thank you for um, allowing us to have another chance at uh, operating the purpose that you've crafted for us, to have another chance at remaining a champion, uh, despite all the craziness that may be going on around us or happening to us, Lord. Um, We're asking that right now, anybody listening to this podcast, that it really uh, truly gives them the tools that they need to continue to press every day. In the moments where it feels like it's too much that they spend time with you, they just go and seek you immediately, Lord. Um, in the moments where it just feels like, okay, this is it's time to quit, that they go and seek you and spend that time with you, Lord. We really want them to develop a healthy relationship with you right now, Lord. And so from what we're getting from our understanding today, that comes in spending a long time with you, Lord. So help uh people find intentional time, help craft space in their day, in their the busiest days, in the longest yes, days Lord. to spend just quality time with you so they can hear from you. So they can be comfort from comforted by you so that they can find reassurance in their purpose, reassurance in their life, Lord, knowing that you have placed a call on them. And I keep saying that because somebody has forgotten. There's been days where I've forgotten. There's been days where I didn't feel it. But I want you to remember and I want to remind you that there is a purpose on your life. Do not quit. Do not give up. Just seek God. That's Mm -hmm. all you keep doing on the days where you want to say no, just say a yes. On the days where you don't want to move, just move. Yes, On the God. days where you're scared, just move anyway. Let your faith carry you. Let God carry you. He has you in his hands at all times and always. He's already forced everything ahead of you. He's already forced that path and supplied you with everything you need, not leaving you in that lack at all, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm saying yes, this prayer God. with abundance of faith and you knowing that it's already done that the champion is already coming out on the other side of these people listening to this podcast and that they are already winning. They will endure. They will stay. They will remain in you, God. Amen. So name that I'm saying this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This is episode five, you guys. Thank you for listening. <laughs> if you ain't listened to the other four, make sure you do that. Got some positive feedback, constructive criticism, you know, Send it my way. I'm always here for improving. Uh, But I love you guys.